This is the Wildflower Bee Farm podcast for Sunday, August 9th, 2020. So, as is there every week, there's a lot going on. I want to go through the um, different hives that I looked at yesterday. Yesterday was a pretty big day. I went through and, uh, and well, you'll hear in a minute which hives, but I, I looked at some hives. I did some, um, took a little bit of honey because one of the hives had uh, way too much. And I also uh, looked at um, some of the splits and finished uh, formic acid for mites on two final hives. So let me go through each one, and I'll start with uh, what what I call the the spruce grove or the the hive we placed within a a group of trees. And I had to take the chainsaw and cut out a bit. So if you could just picture, there's a mound in front of it to protect it from the north wind, and behind it there's a, a significant amount of spruce trees. And so I went inside the spruce grove and cut some of the dead branches and branches and made a space to put a hive. And uh, that hive is thriving. Now, if you go in there at, say, 9 in the morning when it's sunny, it's actually almost dark in there, which makes me wonder what's going to happen. So it's a, it's a trial. It's an experiment, if you will. It's a single box, single deep uh, uh, box, and they're thriving. I mean, every day you go and, and they're bearding and they're, you know, going for nectar and and all of that. So I didn't open that one up because I only opened it up to put in the uh, thymol treatment. So remember, I did thymol and formic acid for mites. Uh, so I put thymol in there, but I haven't uh, gone back. I'll be going at the end of this month to take that out. Um, then as you go, I would I would imagine traveling east, uh, one of the highs we call a, where we placed a queen, a fertilized queen, about a month and a bit ago, uh, it's thriving. Um, that one also was treated with thymol. If you go, uh, again, over another mound into sort of a deciduous grove where there's nothing but um, goldenrod going to be blooming soon, we have a top bar hive that actually caught a swarm. That one's also thriving. Now, I haven't gone in and looked at the um, comb they're creating, but I know they're doing well and they should be left alone. Beside that hive, a bit over, probably 20 feet over, we have a hive that was treated with uh, a thymol. It's a single deep. Um, Now, we used some of the frames to do a split on one more hive, and that would be more southerly in the same area where we actually also placed a queen cell uh, about uh, two weeks ago. That one also appears healthy, so we're going to have to wait about two weeks to see how the queen cells are are doing, but hopefully that one will do okay. Uh, traveling west, uh, there's another uh, uh, single deep where we have a, a queen. The fertilized queen was placed in that split. Now, in one section, we actually did an, an experiment just west of that where I actually did two splits from one hive, um, and then we placed queen cells in them when it appeared that they weren't thriving. And they, they, are, they are doing okay. We still don't know for sure. Um, I, I should say all the, all the highs where we placed queens are doing incredibly well. They are just, they're just thriving. And so that was to introduce different genetics. And, and hopefully um, they will take... We'll, we'll learn more probably in the next few weeks on those. Now, I went to the uh, next group of hives near our pond, one of our ponds, and I had placed an extra box above, so there was a a large 
or what I'd call a deep, sorry, and then a medium box that was full of honey. So I placed a queen excluder, which means the queen can't travel above, and put an empty box above it. Now, I put an empty box that had uh, top bar highs, meaning there was no foundation. It was just simply the bar with a groove for the bees to be able to build their their wax and their comb. So I went to open that to look and see what was there, and, and surprisingly, the bees had built comb from the queen excluder up. Now, I had not seen this before. I, I don't know. There's some science that says um, bees will actually, over time, because we keep giving them foundation, meaning we give them the comb on the frames already created, and some believe that they may lose the instinct to travel and make up up and make the uh, comb from the top down. But I'm not sure what this is. I'm going to have to do some more research. But there were, there were two hives that had this in it. And so they had not done anything with the extra box from the top down, but they had started building comb from the bottom up. And it, it really looked a bit like a, a mountain range in the Rockies or maybe even Arizona. So I, I, I took that off to make sure that they, um, you know, didn't waste their time with it. I took off the queen excluder and let them get ready for the winter and took that empty box off as well because we don't need space for varmints and other things to get in there. So... That one, just keep in the back of your mind, we have to, we have to think about that one as far as is what's happening there. Um, I won't go through all of them, but then I'll go to my next step yesterday, which is I went to, we have two hives at the pond. We call it the old pond. And I had placed, uh, there, there are deeps, and then above the deep box, there is a medium. And then above the medium, because they were doing so well, I placed a queen excluder and another box. And the purpose was to see if they would produce a little bit of extra honey and also uh, to give them a bit more space. The first box, it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. Now, when I went to the first box, there was no movement. And I thought, well, you know, I've been watching this hive pretty much every day walking by on my walks. And it, it's been very busy. So what are they doing? So... That was a little concerning. So when I opened the lid to see what was going on in that third box that I had put for honey, there was absolutely nothing in it. So I closed it up again. I went to the next box. Now, there are only two hives in this spot. And in most areas, we have one. I've done a bit of research where I have one section on the farm with three hives sort of close together. The rest of the hives are sort of dispersed throughout the property. They're almost hiding, if you will. They're coat they're COVID distancing so that they, there'll be no drift and they're far enough away that, that they're just in a separate location. But these two hives are fairly close together right near the pond. They're the only hives uh, near this pond. And there are also two log hives on trees by the water that haven't had any swarms collected yet. And just beyond the pond, probably 50 yards, is, a, is an incredible field of white sweet clover. So it's a great spot for them. So that first hive being empty was kind of a surprise to me. I, I went and opened the second hive, and sure enough, the top box was full of capped honey. So they had created uh, the large, or the I call them large, but the deep was full, the medium was full, and they, above the queen excluder, had filled this other box with honey. So that was taken off, and I, I then treated them with formic acid, and then I went just down to the other hive that had nothing in the top. And when I took that off, I saw again that these bees had created uh, honeycomb from the bottom up from the queen excluder. And again, it looked like a mountain range in Texas or somewhere or in, in the Rockies in Canada. 
So I took off the queen excluder and I put it beside so that they could take out the nectar they had and hopefully it wouldn't attract um, robbers. There, we haven't had robbers yet touch wood because I think there's so much nectar around the farm that they don't need to rob. They can get it from flowers. But anyway, I took that off and I, I, I reduced it back down to the, the deep and the medium for the winter and also gave them formic acid. So that was my adventure for yesterday. It was quite quite an interesting day. I looked at some other hives that I'll report on, and I also did a video of one of my uh, two of my inspections of of the queen splits that we that we had. The dilemma I do have is what should I do with the uh, queen cells where we actually placed queen cells in and it looked like they're developing, or the actual fertilized queen splits where we put in a fertilized queen into these hives to encourage genetics. Should we treat for mites? Now, the, the, the thought is generally because it was such a late season split, you don't have to. But because they're so strong, I'm tempted to use some thymol just to make sure uh, they're going to be fine for the winter. So I'm going to probably next week pick the strongest ones, again, to do a bit of research and do some, do some um, treatment of them to help them should they have any issue of mites. And I, I kind of know which ones I'm, I'm going to treat because they're, they're the strongest of the hives. So again, uh, I'm finding it fascinating in looking at how the bees are adapting to our environment here. The crimson clover starting to bloom, the goldenrod starting to bloom, and of course the white sweet clover is just taking over uh, the one area. And I think you, you can't go a few inches if you look and not see bees working it on a sunny day or on a calm day. So there, there's certainly a lot of food here for them and they're, they're thriving. The, other, the final interesting point will be, will there be any um, swarms happening? Uh, this is late for swarms, they say. Um, but if they do it, they do it. And we're going to have to watch and observe and, and see what's happening there. So I'm Henry for the Wildflower Bee Farm uh, podcast. Uh, tune in every week. Remember, you can go and, and look at the video uh, blogs by becoming a member at uh, wildflowerbeefarm.com. Uh, you can sign up for 12 months membership. It's $50 and it, and it helps what we're doing, but also gives you access to the blogs that are placed usually every week during the season, a video blog. And uh, hopefully I'm getting better at that and they're more enjoyable to people. You can also, there are different levels all the way up to actually sponsoring a hive where you can put your company or family name on a hive and you get updates on your hive. And we also, uh, depending on what happens with that hive, share some of the honey if there's any uh, surplus uh, when the bees have had what they need. So again, I'm Henry for the Wildflower Bee Farm Report. Look forward to speaking with you again soon.